What's up, people? It's your boy D with the View from LA podcast. Welcome back to my current listeners and to my new listeners. Welcome aboard and welcome to the show. Come on in in my virtual living room, have a seat, and enjoy the show. We've got another great episode for you. And where if you're in LA, outside of LA, somewhere in the United States or anywhere around the world, you have to be listening right now. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to you. Man, did we all like that Super Bowl with the uh, KC versus the Bucks? It was really good. I actually really enjoyed it myself. I didn't really have a particular team I was going for because I'm actually a fan of both guys. You know, Tom forty, Tom Brady, 43 years old, playing for his seventh ring. And the guy is just an amazing player. People call him the greatest of all time, but I call him the GOAT, but I think that he is, to me, he's the GOAT, and that might be a heavily a heavily fueled argument that he is the greatest of all time at his position. There's no denying that at all. And he's one of probably the top five players of all time. But to say he, I mean, he, he only plays a quarterback position so it's hard for me to give him that GOAT status of all time. The, you know, because he, does, he doesn't play he doesn't play on the line. He doesn't play wide receiver. He doesn't play quarterback. He don't play on the defense. He don't play lineman. He don't play defensive lineman. He don't play free safety. He don't play nickelback. You know, so I, at his position, he's the best to ever do it. He's the best to ever do it. And if you're looking for the top 10 players of all time, he's definitely or a top five or the Mount Rushmore of great players. He's going to be up there. Uh, he proved everybody thought Casey was actually going to do it. Uh, they had a close game in the earlier in the early, in 2020 when they played each other for the first time. Uh, Bucks came out a little bit short with that one but it was 27-24 in favor of Kansas City Chiefs and you know Brady did okay he had he had a two in that game he had what was his okay I'm sorry I was looking at these quick stats for you guys yeah so you know he didn't fare too well. He didn't fare too well. He did okay, but he threw two he threw two interceptions. But uh, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Pat Mahomes did a lot better than he did in that game. But in this Super Bowl, he was very superior. He was a superior quarterback, and his leadership and all of the Super Bowls he's played in. That played into what type of attitude he had going playing in the Super Bowl. He know he's chasing his seventh ring, and while Mahomes is chasing number two, and there'll be a lot more Mahomes' future, I'm sure. And Tom is says he can play till 45. So guys, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. But I, I looked at both of these guys all week prior, and I gave. I honestly. Look at the, like I said when I mentioned their uh, 
their prior game in 2020. And I looked at this game and I looked at, okay, look, Casey was facing last year, Bucks didn't have a great, they were number 16. This year, they turned they turned around and they ended up being the number ranked number five defense in KC. I think was ranked number sixteenth or something like that. But they were definitely in the teens in regards to having a you know a, de- a, a defensive rating. They they were in the top twenty. So but basically, Bucks were in the top ten. Number five, as I said, just said a second ago. So I believe that came into play when they played the Super Bowl. When they played in the Super Bowl, that came into play. And that's why Tom was a lot more efficient. They and you saw the spanking that they uh I.e. ass whooping that they gave the uh that they gave the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I mean sorry, when I gave Casey in the Super Bowl, they did not see that coming. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I that it caught everybody all by by surprise that but you know what a lot of things went into a lot of of course the defense went it went into play regarding that uh but also Mahomes just coming off fresh off of a, of a concussion Mahomes is fresh off of a concussion and also he had a turf toe injury so when you look at that could you actually believe that he may not have been able to do what he was supposed to do effectively. He did okay, but he didn't do as good as he could have did if he was fully healthy. I honestly don't believe he was fully healthy. I, I, I believe he was playing under a... think he was playing under uh, with an underlying injury because you saw him limping at times I don't ever think that he was fully healthy but I believe they pushed him to play and I believe he wanted to play and he did some hey he, he was playing he was playing amazing even though he was hurt so imagine if he had his full he was at full strength what he could have did because they didn't let Kelsey they dared him to do other stuff they did not let Kelsey and Tyreek Hill beat them at all. They actually neutralized those guys, but they kept sending them. I thought personally thought they kept sending those guys up, up the uh, up the field. You know, deep 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 into the middle. When they actually, I, I would have pushed them into crossing routes myself to confuse the defense because with Tyreek's speed, ain't a whole lot of people gonna catch up to him. You know, you can play that cover two all day. But I think if they're going to get me underneath, I'm going to take it. And that's what he should have did. He should have kept grinding underneath, you know, go for a big play every now and then. But he should not have uh, the, the, the strengths that they tried to go to. They couldn't. So I would, you know, and, and it ended up just not being his favor. So in that regard... And with the other things I had mentioned just previous to this statement, that 
it uh, made it harder for them to win. You know, Brady and Brady is quite Brady is hard to beat in Super Bowls. You know, he had a lot of time to dissect the uh, the uh, the defense of KC, figured out what he wanted to do, and it's funny that Evans played a decoy the whole time. They never really even went to Evans, and I, me and my son were like, why aren't they going to Evans? But in retrospect, when I think about it, that Evans is basically just a decoy, and I think he was okay with it. Because and, and, you know, shout out to Antonio Brown for getting his first, with getting his Super Bowl TD. Uh, that was a slap in the face to everybody, all the naysayers and all the people who counted him out. I'm glad he looks like he's getting things together. I know he's had some trouble, you know, some uh, legal troubles and stuff like that. But I, sometimes that comes along with the life of a professional athlete. Everybody wants a piece of you. So those sometimes you get yourself into unfortunate situations that you, if you could review, do it all over. If you got to have a do-over all over again, you probably wouldn't have done it, right? So we won't, we won't keep flexing. We won't keep talking about my man AB because I like AB. I'm a fan of his, so it's good to see him get. It's good to see that he got another break, and he was able to play again. And he showed. And I know a lot of teams is punching the air, kicking them, kicking themselves, and like, man, this guy that y'all wrote, y'all wrote him, y'all basically wrote him off. You kind of wrote Tom off too, because when Tom was available in free agency on the market. Nobody, some teams besides the Bucks that could have took him, they did not take him. I would have thought, I don't care if the Rams had golf at the time. Tom Brady's is a much better quarterback than golf. They could have let, put. so what, they paid all that money for golf. But then again, when you got a guy, uh, Peyton Manning's caliber of uh, Tom Brady's caliber, you don't let those guys, you go get him. You go get him. If I'm the GM and I'm the owner, let's go get Tom. Imagine... And I, t- I was telling my, my good, one of my good buddies the other day, I was like, imagine what Tom Brady could have did with that Rams offense. He had some pretty good, uh, LA had a pretty good core receivers and some pretty solid running backs. All you needed was Tom Brady. Tom gonna, if you get open, Tom gonna hit you. So just imagine what Tom could have done with, the, with, that, with that Ram offense back and look look what the and they're the number one defense look what uh they did with the tampa bay buccaneers they 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 slaughtered kc they slaughtered kc they they caught kc at the right time they kept rushing they kept rushing uh mahomes and there's nothing he could do about it i guess he had some backup Lineman, he didn't have his his first line guy, so everybody that he was dealing with, that was that was that was supposed to be protecting him, weren't very effective at doing that. And you you saw that throughout you saw that throughout the game, you saw that a lot. So I was just like, but the fact that they couldn't get couldn't get a score, everything came with with, with uh, if you, it, everything came with field goals and no touchdowns. But the defense is making a lot of mistakes. I mean, their safety, the Honey Badger was just, he he was just, uh, he had a meltdown. He had a meltdown. And he, to me, looked like they broke him to the point he was just so upset that, you know, these, these are the times that you have got to 
be super focused that you have to that you have to be at your very best not only physically but emotionally you have to you have to everything has to be sound everything has to be on an even kill you can't be too high too low you've just got to deal with everything moment by moment you know usually sports and the games of this magnitude there to me there are a series of moments and you have to be able to adjust every time you you get you deal with a moment you know you gotta think you gotta like your your mind is the game is going fast but i think your mind has to move a little slower to the point that okay you have to you have to start to compartmentalize everything to the point that okay i got mad that play let me calm myself down because we're trying to win a super bowl you know that you got to look i believe you got to look at the bigger picture and i think that the honey badger didn't really do that and it and it, and it affected him and affected his team but you know it's a lesson learned you'll get to come back again and do it again you know let this be some motivation for you guys to stay healthy throughout the stay healthy through an entire nfl season is really difficult in any sport you know especially the the physicality involved with being in the nfl it's hard to stay healthy so if you can make it through an entire 16 games you my friend have done well you know you might get little injuries you know ticky tack injuries here and there but they shouldn't be enough to uh disable you to the point that you cannot play so again shout out to tom brady shout out tampa bay bucks tom is one of the greatest of all time and uh we'll be this uh, it's gonna be fun arguing this all season all season long with him being the goat he is a goat he is a goat but the goat of all football know yet i don't know i don't know he's got seven rings but then again bill russell boston celtics has 11 robert horry uh former former houston rocket former former los angeles laker former san antonio sports he's got 11 rings so come on what, what do you is he the greatest of all time that that's an argument we could we could, we we could discuss. Is he one? Is he a goat? You know, he definitely collected a lot of rings in his, in in his career. You know, but it's paying dividends for him now because he's loved by LA, and he's pretty much got a job. He don't have to worry about man. What am I gonna do after basketball? He commentates basketball for the Lakers, and I think he does some other stuff too. And he's on different shows here and there, from what I understand. But. You know, so it, it Super Bowl was fun. I enjoyed myself. It's over now, and now we await. For, we what we currently are watching basketball, and we await baseball. World champion Dodgers signing another great pitcher, and so I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to do and another run of the championship i think that honestly i think they're going to win it again i really do i really do their, their pitching is loaded right now we enter the year of uh clayton kershaw people talking about this might be his last one he's got the option of he got one more year left in his contract he can enter free agency go back home to texas 
finish out his career there, or he can move to another team, or he can finish out his career at Dodgers. I think that he's going to finish career. I think he's going to win. If we win one more, I think he walk, he's walking away from the game because I think at this point, his from what I heard, his kids are getting older and it's getting more difficult to you know, travel with the kids everywhere on the road and all that kind of stuff. So he's looking to be more of a dad. You know, he's done he's done everything. He's he's headed to the Hall of Fame. Headed to the Hall of Fame period. He's got several Cy Young awards. That's for being one of baseball's if you don't understand what a Cy Young award is, it's basically an award that the best pitcher in baseball for that season gets. And he's at MV. He's got most valuable player awards. And he's got a ring on his finger. So, a World Series ring, mind you. So, as they run for number two. Actually, it's tough the way things worked out in the last three or four years. He should actually... This actually should have been his third ring, technically. You know, so... It didn't really go down like that. But he got this one. I was I was really happy for Kershaw. He's got... He, he's, he was able to get those demons off his back. And all the naysayers, he shut them up because he pitched he pitched a masterful game in the World Series. It just sucked some of the other Dodgers were uh, moved on, you know, because they want to play more. But that's it's tough when you when you got a team that's loaded, it's hard to play everybody, you know. And sometimes players get in a you know, is that that com- their competitive ego starts to say, hey, why the hell am I? playing why am i why am i why am i sitting on the bench instead of getting a lot of playing time you know if you've been in the league like 15 20 years sometime after that you get your bag you don't trip you're like hey whatever i can do to contribute to the team i'm cool but when you're young in your career you want to play a lot and but sometimes it's just good to be patient because it's 162 games in the docket that's a lot of baseball that's a lot of traveling a lot of moving around barring no injuries so if you do get injured if, the, if a guy gets injured that's in your that has your starting spot guess what you're the next man up so you know sometimes you gotta be a little patient but sometimes when you're young you don't have that patience people asking you why aren't you starting why aren't you starting and so with that being said that you know they got the opportunity to go play hopefully wherever they do they do well they're fun guys you're gonna miss them jock peterson and uh, what's the other guy's name? Hold on. Let me look him up for y'all real quick. As they take a small breaky break. Not a break. We're not taking a break, guys. Not taking a break. Uh, yeah, Kiki, Kiki Hernandez, and Jock Peterson again. Yeah, we're gonna miss those guys. But we signed, we signed this badass Trevor Bauer. He's a killer. So basically. That kind of moves Kershaw down the, uh, that moves Kershaw at third in the rotation. He doesn't have, basically he doesn't have to have all the pressure on him as being the number one pitcher while he is a number one pitcher. Anywhere else, like they were saying, he's going to be a number one, he'd be the number one, the number one pitching guy. But see, when you, when you're, when your pitching staff is loaded, you don't have to worry about that because now you got, you got a several killers on, on the, uh. On, on the staff so you will be fine and I think he'll be a lot more calm a lot more a lot more relaxed and he's gonna kill it like he do in the relative in the regular season 
and when it comes to playoff time he's gonna he's fine he's, he, he i think at this time he's found his niche so he's gonna turn around and find that same comfort zone he had in the playoffs and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do his job he's gonna do his job and lock it down and we're, we're gonna win another one I'm, I'm really excited about the dodgers run this year and hopefully we'll get to go to the stadium because i intend on going to a couple of games i love the dodgers i've been a lifelong dodger fan like Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lasorda may rest in peace. Uh, our skipper, he will. I believe, like he says, he be, he believes Dodger Blue. Longtime fan, I feel like I believe that too. You know, Dodger Blue, because I'm a, I, I love the Dodgers. It's the only team I ever loved. You know, like people love their Yankees. I love my Dodgers. So I've been watching them as a kid. So look forward to seeing what they could do as we. Uh, As we uh, <laughs> as we move on with the season, so I'm let I can't wait, I can't wait, guys, I can't wait. So, we're, guys, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a small break, and we'll be right back. This is your boy D with the View from LA podcast. As we come in with all this other great content that I got on the I got on the docket for you guys. So let's uh, go ahead because it, it's gonna be it's gonna be some good stuff. I think you guys will enjoy this. This is your boy D with the View from LA podcast. See you in a few. What's up, people? It's your boy D with the View from LA podcast. We are back. We are back now. Yeah, I just want to give you a little bit of update information on that. The player that I mentioned earlier by the name of Honey Badger, his name is Tyrone Matthew, and he is the safety for KC, Kansas City Chiefs. A really dynamic safety. And I think maybe in the end, his emotions overtook him to the point he no longer was able, again, to focus on the game. So, just want to get you, I just wanted you to just get more familiar with him you can google him look him up what have you but he's a really great player though five nine hundred seventy four but he's a beast though so so they just uh, casey in 2019 signed him to a three-year contact contract worth or extension or what have you uh worth about 42 million he was recently on the uh on the uh, houston texas I wish they, I'm sure they wish they had him now, but you know, hey, sometimes when people give you more money, you get a chance to go play elsewhere. You are a happy camper. So shout out to him for being able to make that move. Okay. I think he's got a Super Bowl ring already, so it's all good. Chasing another one, chasing hopefully many more. However, now let's move on with the rest of the show. Okay, just one thing I just wanted a word I just want to give you before I start off this this story is privilege your privilege is a special right advantage or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group and this is by definition as i have read the online dictionary for uh what privilege is and so now You guys are all familiar with the story of LeBron and the lady. The issues with the lady, a fan 
he had in LA. Obviously, it was actually him and her husband. And this is about a week ago when they played at the Atlanta Hawks. And the guy was sitting courtside. And he, I guess he went back and forth with Braun, heckling him, what have you. And words were exchanged. And I guess he really pissed Braun off. So Braun started just, I guess, clowning him. Then his wife jumped in. You know, basically, she was basically telling him that he can't talk to her husband like that. Call him all kind of MFs and all that. So basically, throughout, let's dig deeper to the story. Okay, now I just want to say that sitting on a NBA, sitting in on sitting on an NBA court side is a dream for many of us. It gives us a chance to be up close and personal and see all the NBA superstars and all their jaw dropping glory. Right? Of course, it does. Now, probably 90% of the, the time, it's a great fan experience for the player and the fan. 10% is probably made of a playful banter between a fan and a player, but both with respect. Both respect the, uh, a situation, but the ugly part of that 10% game experience that sometimes goes left and out of the box. You know, one thing I think people don't realize is that courtside seats are expensive at any arena. And of course, prices do vary, but these seats do—they do not entitle, nor does it privilege you to engaging a player disrespectfully at any time, at all. What fans don't realize is that one thing about the NBA—the NBA—the NBA is predominantly black, and a lot of these players don't come from silver spoon and suburban lives. Uh, I'm not saying all of them come from. You know, situations where there was poverty or anything like that, but it, it's a lot of them in the NBA that that they were so talented that they they saw you know good enough to play in the NBA, so they they came to the NBA to make a better life for themselves and the, you know and their and their, and their and their family members and stuff like that and their immediate family and probably some people that beyond that that they really wanted to help. So I'm saying that to say they've done they've they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot coming from these, you know, these these less than fortunate backgrounds, if you will. And one thing you grow up in the hood knowing that you don't you don't it respect in the hood is a big thing. Wherever you go in the world, respect is really important. But in the hood, it it, it has a great significance in the hood. It's the diff, if it, it's a, it can be the difference between you, you know, you standing up or being, you know, being severely or having severe consequences behind it. being put in the hospital or keep it 100 with you, you know, probably being, being put in, being put in a coffin. But that's just, that's not all life in the hood. That's just a part of the life in the hood, you know, for African-Americans, you know, probably brown, Latino brothers and probably whatever, whatever hood you're in around the world, that is there, that element is there and the respect factor is big and it goes a long way but in those areas in the favelas wherever you at around the world whatever hood you at it you 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 know barrio hood whichever name you have for you know places of like that and i'm saying trying to say this respectfully that you see you see a lot go on and you 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 have to have a toughness about you so people don't come, come trying to pick on you right okay so 
a lot of times out of these areas, we grow up playing basketball. We grow up playing football. And some sometimes we play baseball or we play soccer. You know, you got to be a tough kid. You got to be able to deal, you know, deal with stuff that comes your way. You know, you might catch yourself in quite a few fights here and there. But usually if you're an athlete, you know, people don't sometimes give you that, you know, that, that much trouble you get trouble but you won't get a whole lot usually you're almost like if if you're if you're if you're a an elite athlete and they know you're going places usually there's a deep respect for those guys anyway i'm saying to say in layman in lay in layman terms that you don't put up with no shit so when you have when you go places and in an NBA, and you're planning. You got people mouthing off at you, acting a fool. You, you, you know, you're a, you're you're a pro now, so you gotta just like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and sweep it all under the rug. But then sometimes people in these seats, because they spent so much money in these seats, they feel it's an entitlement, a privilege for them to act a fool with you and start calling you out of your name, talking crazy to you, throwing shit at you, like it's okay. I'm here to tell you that it ain't okay. And guys like that don't tolerate it to the point that they may come up off that court and come into the stands and pay you a visit. And when they do, then it's a different story. Then you, then you all like caught off guard and you looking at them like, Oh man, this guy's about, you're about to hit me. You know, they might give you a look or they might, Hey, that's not cool. Don't do that. And usually you're a superstar like Bron or KD or somebody like that. They're more likely to throw you out and they probably will go ahead and revoke your your tickets if you better not be a ticket season holder you you might not be allowed to come back for the rest of that season you might be banned for a minute the nba don't have no problem banning people that they find is a threat to their business and basically you you aren't having a having ill will toward players or be it verbally or physically they take that seriously and they're willing to do whatever they got to do to get you up out of there because now at that point you're affecting their business you're messing with like like we say in the hood you messing with my money now so you don't you you want to admit they, they got plenty of people that can come fill your seat so just don't think because you you got season tickets that you're allowed to do all kind of stuff because you're not you didn't enjoy the game you enjoy it you, you're there to have a good time so I guess Miss Karen thought they call her courtside Karen now. She, as her dude was talking trash to Bron, she got involved. You know, at the at, at she has to sit back and understand. Well, she's young, she's way younger than him, so she can't. Uh, she probably didn't even fathom that is that's a situation between two men because a woman of significant age would have saw that. Like, you know what? It, that's that's the situation between these two. Basically, she probably should have told her husband, "Hey, you need to chill, bro. You know, it ain't that serious." But I guess you know he has a, he has a feel the need to defend it. He probably barked off first, but when Braun barked at him, you know he had to save face, so he barked back. So he barked so much, but then when when the king was cr- clowning him, she had to step in. That wasn't her place to step in. That was that was a situation between two men. So why would you step in 
to the point thinking you gonna do something. Number one, you're not, and number two, that you gonna make this, you gonna make this shit better. You only complicated the situation to the point that Braun was going off on you too. It's like, hey, sit down, sit your ass down. This is words of a word to that effect. What he said to her. Some people said he said, bitch, sit your ass down. I don't know, but I think she was lit. I, it, there's reports that she was lit, she was drunk, what have you, and uh, you know people get that liquid courage in them, so they really start acting a fool and, until they sober up and they realize, oh shoot, you know. So, but then after that, right? So she decides she wants to play damsel in distress. Oh, he shouldn't have been talking to my husband like that. Oh, he was talking to me, calling me all kind of names. Well, they they. They pulled her out the stadium, but in that situation, they uh they didn't they didn't they didn't take away. I guess she's a season ticket host. They didn't take away her. They didn't take away her tickets. They didn't take away her her season tickets. What have you? So she still is able to come to the game. Maybe when Bron comes, they probably every time Bron plays, they'll give her a warning. Look, don't say nothing to him. Tell your husband to shut up or you'll be out of here. Okay? So, because right now, I'm guessing, I'm wondering why they did not get rid of them all together so they can't come back. But right now, we're in the pandemic and Atlanta is letting uh, people come in their stadium, maybe at 25% or something like that, and they need the money. They, 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 they need, they need those customers. They need those clients. They, they need to keep paying bills. So how do you do that? And if they revoke her season tickets, they got to give her that money back. And I don't think they want to do that. But then again, she violated protocol. You know, she violated the NBA. The, blah, the NBA has strict protocol with fan and player engagement. And also, the stadium does too. So, you, if you violate that, technically, they probably don't have to give you back your money because you acted a fool and you and you you violate. And they have the, I'm sure they have disclaimer all on the back of their tickets. And people don't tend to. Sometimes that every now and then I read all the all the contractual language on the back of these tickets. It's a lot. And an average fan is probably not going to want to look at that because number one, they could probably consider it boring, and number two, they're more they're more obsessed with getting in and enjoying the NBA experience than uh, reading the back of a ticket. But it's if you ever take if you ever go to a professional sports game, go ahead and take time to look at the back of a ticket and read it. You you'd be amazed at all the stuff you find out. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. So yeah. You got you got to adhere to the player and fan conduct. If you don't, you uh, will get booted out. And the thing is, these guys, and it's just not with her. It's like a lot of these fans that be talking crazy to the athletes. You got to realize, at the end of the day, you be writing checks your body can't cash. Well, guess what? If it's a, if he's if he's if he's an elite player, and a lot of times they have their fam there, they have their boys. People, someone someone mentioned she lucky Savannah wasn't there. I don't know why you're going to put Miss James in this situation. I'm sure she would have probably have tried to because she's quite the lady and she is a class act. She probably would have told them to calm down and relax if she was near that side. I'm sure she would have been on her husband's side, but 
they were on the home side of Atlanta. I'm guessing that's probably what she would say. Hey, you know, you know, relax, guys. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. But if she had talked to her crazy, then I'm I'm sure Miss James would have would have just let her would have just let her know what it was at at that point. But it's crazy sometimes. I often hear when I'm running across different uh, content and it talks about Braun and it talks about somebody getting out of the box. You know, you know sometimes sometime they mention his wife. I don't know why they do that, but I guess it's, you know, she's a tough woman and she don't play. So I guess at that point, you know, they'd be talking about, oh, she would have knocked her out or what. She's a class act. She's not going to do that. They they rep- they got a brand going. They got the... the, 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 the the James family, so they got people for that. They don't have to. They don't. They don't have to get into it with you. They. They people will deal with you, or they security will deal with you. You know, they not. They get paid not to let you put your hands on Braun, and they get paid to stop the nonsense. So I'm sure his security was on the other side where he sits. So, but if he was near them too, he'd have told them, "Hey, you chill out or get thrown out. The choice is yours." So. Again, fans, just, I know you want to enjoy the game. Go there, enjoy the game. It's a great experience. But at the end of the day, you don't get to talk crazy to the players because you will get thrown out. And, you know, you might be, it might be, it might be an ass whooping a company with it too. I'm not saying it will, but I'm just saying the possibility of it there exists because a lot of these athletes travel with people, i.e. their security, i.e. fam that got they back and they not finna let nothing happen to them you know so when you if you decide to put your hands on or get too ugly with a a player you'll 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 get dealt with and it's funny i just recently saw something about kevin durant you know everybody i guess he was somewhere leaving an event and he had his hat on you know katie likes to wear his you know he like enjoys wearing hats from time to time I don't know, you know, people say because he might be, re, you know, re, you know, losing his hair on top of his head. And that's, that's what happens when you, you age. Some guys lose their hair earlier than others. But I guess, you know, he, he often wears a lot of caps that I've noticed. And, you know, when they sh- show him on the uh, in social media, what have you, or on TV. But the thing is, this a fan, like, supposedly a big fan of KD's, he decides to grab his hat. And pull the hat off his head. And he said, I got KD's hat. I got KD's hat. KD snatched it back. He said, no, you don't. He said, man, don't do that. Don't ever do that. And it looked like KD was about to punch him the way KD looked. But KD, being a professional that he is, he's like, look, I'm I'm somewhere amongst a whole lot of people. If I fire on this guy, next thing you know, he's trying to sue me. But the thing is, he put his hand... But the film showed the guy putting his hands on KD first, and then he starts yelling, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. Yes, you are a fan. That's probably absolutely true. But your fandom does not afford you certain luxuries as touching players. And he don't know you like that. If you if you one of the homies of fam, you know, you touch him on his shoulder. Or sometimes if sometimes when athletes win they send and they're leaving the stadium, people celebrate, they pat them. You know, that's cool because that's love. That's respect. And, and and the player understands that and knows that. But when you physically touch a player to pull something off of them or grab a chain or, or jewelry or what have you, you, you get knocked out. Well, you know. So you need to that, that you take that. You people who 
are, are fans. We're all sports fans. We love sports. There's a responsible way to act and an irresponsible way to act. And the people in Atlanta, she was irresponsible. The guy, it wasn't part of the story, but I just wanted to share that with you. He was irresponsible too. You know, sometimes they believe because they pay all this money sitting in these seats that afford them certain luxuries. Again, it does not. So until one, until a fan gets knocked out in 2021 or beyond, they'll realize I shouldn't have touched that player because some players ain't having it. You know, it's like one of the guys, my man, uh, R- R- Russell. God, what's Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can't even think of his name. Russell Westbrook. That's my boy. He don't play that. He will pull up on you in a second. If you're talking crazy to him, he pull up on athletes that be talking crazy to him, other players. He definitely, with fans, he'll tell you in a minute. When fans start talking crazy, he's like, okay, okay. And you keep on talking, you keep on haggling, uh, heckling him. He'll pull up on you. Hey, man, you better shut him up because I'll play that shit. I'll knock his ass out. And run. Russ don't case. So I'll pay the fine, but I'm going to knock him out, though. Russ don't play that. He... He is one of the well-known NBA players that don't play that. And Russ is from Los Angeles. So you know he got to get out. You know he don't play. So these fans out there in suburbia don't get the ones. Everybody in the hood that's a fan, we understand. And maybe some folks in our suburban areas where they live, some of them get it. But a lot of them don't. So you need to understand that these players don't be, they ain't nobody to be playing with. You don't know them like that. So especially you, you, you adjust your attitude accordingly when you're dealing with them. So that's it about that one. We're going to take another break, guys, for this last segment as I get some water. And this is your boy D with the View from LA podcast. And we'll be back in a second. What's up, people? This is your boy D with the View from LA podcast, and we are back for this final segment. But before we begin the story, I want to give you this beauty is often a double edged sword in an unforgiving canvas. The dictionary online defines double edged sword as something that has, that has or can have both favorable and unfavorable consequences. The the unforgiving canvas, it is a canvas on which we paint a perception, or maybe it's an illusion, or maybe it's the truth of what's represented. Anyway, what is the narrative that this story will leave us with? Show us or teach us. We'll find out but I'll leave you to conclude that for yourself. Okay? So, everyone has heard the the story that went viral of a young Louisiana woman, and she's dubbed as the Gorilla Glue Girl. She, uh, basically, she was trying, she, she went viral online, as I said earlier, 
on TikTok and Instagram because she was she was giving showing documentation of what happened when she tried to do her hair and she would she was doing her hair basically and she ran out of glue because I believe she had a lace front. It has been said she had a lace front wig on and usually what's a lace front for folks who don't know what that is lace front allows the wear the wearer to choose a hairline the lace front is only in the front of half of the wig to allow the wearer to part the hair any way they can and any way they want modern day lace wigs can be worn during activities such as swimming and exercising which makes it a popular choice among alternatives. So women who love to use lace fronts, that's what they usually uh, do is they secure it to their forehead and it becomes, it acts as an original part of their hairline. Maybe their hairline doesn't begin where the lace front is, but once they apply it to their skin, it, it at that point, it is their hairline and I it's I've been I've from what I understand you can wear it it's good for approximately six weeks if they use a proper adhesive to bond the wig with their own skin but uh this the, the adhesive is not damaging it's it just it's just it just kind of like mends the uh the wig with the hairline with I, I guess no side effects or no no chemically induced problems okay well apparently the the stuff she normally uses she ran out of it okay and usually you run out of it and you you'll go look for something as a substitute for it right well she did and she used gorilla glue now gorilla glue comes in many forms it usually comes in a squeeze bottle and you can squeeze it and and apply it but this but this kind it was a spray on as a matter of fact now if you're not familiar with gorilla glue uh gorilla glue is a powerful adhesive whatever it bonds to it sticks to pretty good usually the bonding is permanent it's it's hard to un to undo it you can undo it but it, it's it, it's a tedious and long process but most of the time when people use that glue they 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 you know, for something they're trying to fix or it's broke, you know, or trying to apply whatever, usually that job is pretty permanent, right? So they don't tend on like undoing it once they've done it. So that is what she did, but she did not take into account of this, the incredible uh, bonding properties of this chemical. Now, I don't understand why you decide that you would use that. Out of all the things you could, you could have probably ran to the store. I, I, I don't know why she did run to the store quickly and get her some more glue. You know, the glue that, she, that that's normally used to for her lace front. But remember when I said earlier that beauty is an unforgiving canvas? There you have it, folks. There it is. I but and she and it and it I she apparently washed it 15 times. But it did not come 
out. She thought she could wash it out. She figured, oh, I'm just gonna put it in here. Once I go do what I gotta do and come back, I could later wash it out. Well, guess what? It didn't wash out. It, it bonded to her hairline, her skull, on her skin, on her skin, on her skull, and she couldn't take it off. She got, she went to the emergency room. They tried to get it off with say, uh, a bottle of saline solution and some other stuff. I think it was acetone or something like that. And she tried and tried and tried and could not undo it. And it became a problem and it was a global it was a global notification to everyone about her hair situation. And who do you blame in that situation? You cannot blame Gorilla Glue. They often give a disclaimer on what you can apply it to and what not to apply it to. And it clearly states, do not let it come in contact with your mouth, your skin, or anything of those important areas on the human basically don't come if you're human it should not come in contact with any vital place on the human body because it will stay stuck there until i guess eventually maybe because it's skin it might wear off who knows but if you're attaching something over lace front and you're applying to skin the material on that plus your skin you know, maybe the bonding process will be pretty good. And it's obviously proved to be pretty good. You can't take it off. So, but she had to undergo surgery to do it. I guess eventually she was able to take it off. But it cost her a lot of money. So I read reports in somewhere in Beverly Hills. She came to Los Angeles and got it done. And it cost her about $12,500. A plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. I figured she got to have plastic surgery. And he did. He found out he, his team got together and they took a look and they figured out, you know, from a scientific perspective, how they could do it. And they got it off of her. She's quite happy. But the thing is, it's most ridiculous is why would you if you see the bottle says Gorilla Glue, you know, gorillas, if you know anything about animals, gorillas are one of the strongest animals. in, I guess the. uh the animal kingdom but also in terms of like the primate kingdom with monkeys and animals like that gorillas are incredibly strong so henceforth the term and the name gorilla glue because they're saying our glue is as strong as a gorilla so why would you apply that to your head and thinking you could wash it off I'm like, I, and the emergency, the emergency procedures that for you to get it off, they, they, they give instructions for that, but probably if they like, Oh, if you got a little bit on your hand or whatever, this is what you can do. And eventually you, you'll be, to, you should be able to get it off. Those emergency procedures are not for shit like she was doing and don't understand why. I, I don't know. I, I how, how could one fathom that you could be able to use that? It, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. I, I think, you know, a lot. She had a lot of support from people supporting. Oh, you know, this and that and the other. 
I mean, but at that point, the lack of common sense was gone. You could fa- you could label any way you want. Lack of common sense, lack of judgment, i.e. stupid. You know, and but you drew attention to yourself of doing something that was not a wise choice. So, and you were looking, I don't know if she looked for support or whatever, but I guess the outpouring of support made her feel a lot better. But, you know, it looked bad. It just looked, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, we just got to use, we just got to use common sense in these situations. It just, you know, that's not a glue you should be applying to your hair. So why do it at, but again, the canvas, which she painted her beauty upon was unforgiving. The glue was unforgiving. The hair on top of her head, the lace front was, it wasn't budging. It wasn't going to give. And if it, and if it wasn't for surgery, she was, that, that was going to probably be a permanent issue. She's going to walk around with that shorter cutting off cutting off her all of her hair and destroying her scalp in the process and hopefully and hopefully healing later on that's what it was going to come to but surgically they were able to remove it and hopefully she learns from this to never do nothing like that dumb again i don't know it's like you couldn't call a friend to like hey girl you got some glue you couldn't run to the store, you know, but you spent time in the ER. That, her, her mistake and her lack of judgment ended up being real expensive. So now it's turned into a story. But the 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 cra- the, the thing crazier than that, she tried to suit. She's trying. She was trying to file a suit with Gorilla Glue. I don't know what lawyer would take that. You must have to be a lawyer real desperate or you're so good at loopholes that you will find one. But again, I spoke a disclaimer earlier. If Gorilla Glue is giving you a disclaimer on their glue, they're telling you what it can be used on, what it cannot be used on, and you decide to use it anyway, then there what basis do you have for his lawsuit? You have none. What judge is going to sit there and listen to that? Like, if I'm a judge, you bring that in my court, I'm like, what is this? You you expect me to rule on this? Y'all got to get up out of my court with that foolishness. Uh, nah. You're not going to jack up my court. You're not going to jack up the court's reputation. You're not going to jack up. Screw up my reputation as a judge, bringing me silly and frivolous lawsuits. It don't make any sense because the person who who the plaintiff is has no real basis of a of a of a real lawsuit just looking to make some money off of the situation. We're trying to find a reason to blame somebody for their stupidity. So there you go, people. When you be careful when you use things that are not which for which they were intended because it could it could have it could have you know really grave consequences it may not work out well may go bad might might cause you to get injured might cause you to get killed might cause you to get permanently disabled whatever the case and you thinking oh i'll just use it for this you know why or i I, i'll just i'll just uh Instead, instead of turning, for example, you work, you're working on, 
you working on an electrical outlet. You decide not to kill the power to that outlet, but you work on it anyway. Now, you don't have any type of protective clothing or tools with you that are rubberized to prevent you from getting shocked. You work on it anywhere, barehanded, and you're using metal object, metal tools or whatever. You got to think that's why a lot of tools have rubber, you know, not only for the grip, but also rubber is not a conductor of electricity. So, but metal is all types of metals, waters, any type of liquid, things like that is a conductive electricity because it allows the current to move. So, instead of it stopping in its track. So, you know, it just is really crazy that she did that. Happy that, I mean, <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I'm glad for her that she's, she's doing better, but you just don't do things like that. I mean, and then you bring attention to yourself by documenting every day. I had no way I would have documented that. I would have ran to the doctor. Hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. But you, you're going online, giving a, giving video accounts of what's going on with you. Uh, if anything, she raised her viewership <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram and whatever other social media medium she's on. But you know what else could she gain by that? And you, you're not you can attempt to sue, but basically in the end, no lawyer with any common sense is gonna take that lawsuit. If they do, they're probably not a great lawyer and they're looking for money and they're seeing if we can get something out of this. And plus Gorilla Glue, I'm sure they're 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 worldwide uh their global brand, if you will. Everybody pretty much is familiar. A lot of people are familiar with uh, Gorilla Glue in the U.S. Probably beyond the U.S. too. So, I'm sure they come with great, a great team of lawyers because they probably run into these situations a lot. People trying to blame them for stuff, for, uh, for in inappropriate usage of their product when basically they, they already give a disclaimer on not what not to use it on like such as non-porous surfaces and what is a non-porous surface but okay so the online dictionary is therefore the term non-porous means the exact opposite instead of having pores non-porous surfaces are smooth sealed so liquid and air cannot move through it on a countertop like an example for a countertop that is a porous surface so when water you pour water on your surface it'll just lay there flat it won't get sucked into the material itself and you'll be good to go okay but the human skin is not a non-porous surface because the human skin has pores where actually you can uh, you know water water liquid or i.e. sweat will secrete from it blood will secrete from the from from your skin uh, you know that your skin can get clogged with you know different types of things and you got to wash yourself off with you know like ie dirt different things like that so you got to wash you got to wash yourself off to clean your skin to, so your pores will be open or like for example you take a you take a shower you go out in the cold 
you're gonna be much colder because why your pores are wide open because your skin is able to absorb that cold air and all that so with that being said her head was not no I take that back that that's why they say put on non porous surface so the surface of whatever it's put on doesn't absorb the the glue so there we have it people you have heard all of the different things going on and this different stories for the view from LA podcast I hope you enjoyed all of these stories and we know Valentine's Day is upon us so I wonder what's everyone's plans for Valentine's Day maybe I'll put out well I don't want to say that maybe we might do a surprise Valentine's weekend story for you guys all right this is a, an added bonus or something i don't know it's gonna be a busy weekend so my kids got a basketball tournament so i'll be busy doing that but you know we'll see what we can do i don't want to make any promises but if you guys do get another podcast from me during a weekend it's a bonus guys and because i was able to do it and i enjoyed just doing all you know giving my best to the fans and all that so guys take care wherever you are in the world again good night good morning good evening this is your boy d with the view from la podcast and we are out of here peace god bless we'll see you again